is the Antichrist? Well, I believe there are three possible candidates. Big things are happening around the world with governments and religions pushing towards a one world religion. We knew this would happen. It's prophesied it will happen. If the Antichrist is among us today, which I believe you will soon likely see is the case, there is a great chance that he may already be above the false messianic age. He may have been here already for decades. But if you look at his DNA, there's a chance that it will match a dark figure from the past. You see, anyone who opposes the gospel is an antichrist. And so there are many antichrists. But then the Bible talks about this one particular individual uh, that he's going to rise and he's going to dominate. And that's not just one or two passages. That's throughout the scripture, Old and New Testament. When the church is full, when the last elect person believes, the rapture is triggered. We won't know who that person is. But all the redeemed will be removed. Folks, there is a final battle approaching. It is real. It is more real than any battle that you've ever witnessed. Countless Christians today are fascinated by the book of Revelation and what it teaches about end times. And there are countless theories about whether end times prophecies are being fulfilled today. Let's take a look at some of these theories and then we'll conclude with some final thoughts. So make sure you stick around until the end to hear them. There are two very interesting things happening right now related to the Euphrates River. Revelation 16.12 says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Well, guess what's been happening with the Euphrates River recently? That's right, it's been drying up. This is the Euphrates River in 2020. And this is the Euphrates River now. And Revelation 9.14 says that a voice said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Now listen to these inexplicable sounds that have been heard coming out of the ground at the Euphrates River. signs that the prophecies in Revelation are being fulfilled today, right before our very eyes? There has been a lot of talk recently about someone referred to as the Yanuka Rav Shalomo Yehuda, who some are subtly suggesting may be the false prophet or even antichrist. There are currently intriguing characters rising in the public eye of people who may fulfill the Bible prophecies of the antichrist and false prophet. The Yanuka Rav Shlomo rising to prominence in Israel is gaining popularity in a way that these false messianic figures will when their time comes. Yanuka refers to a child prodigy. 
And this rabbi memorized the entire Torah at a very young age and is an extremely gifted musician. There is a reverence for Rav among the Jewish people that is extremely unique among rabbis. He has prominent rabbis following him. You can see people just mobbed around him and kissing his hands and proclaiming miracles from this man. Uh, and you can see them crowded around. All of these people here are there to see him. Rav is also credited with performing miracles. He's even credited with performing miracles, and we know that the false prophet will have satanic signs and wonders following after him when he is on the world stage. Could this rabbi named Rav be an end times figure? Another popular candidate for the Antichrist is Elon Musk, for numerous reasons. First, Musk is the richest in the world, so he has enormous power and influence. Elon Musk is the richest man to ever live. And many people have asked, is Elon Musk the Antichrist? Second, some connect Musk's Neuralink technology with the mark of the beast. Here you can see uh, Sake, that's one of our other monkeys, uh, typing on a keyboard. Now, he's, this is telepathic typing. So to be clear, this is the, he's, he's not actually using a keyboard. He's moving a, a, the cursor with his mind uh, to the highlighted key. And it goes back to Revelation 13 and the mark of the beast placed on the forehead. Is there anyone who has the company, the money, the research, the vision to execute this technology, and people are looking around and they say, Elon. And third, with Musk's purchase of Twitter, Musk now essentially controls the world's town square. Elon Musk, also we've seen Elon, he's purchased Twitter. He's trying to promote more free speech, although he is not making it totally free. Have you seen with Kanye West and, and other such people? But he calls Twitter a hive mind. And in a way, he's being able to control the most popular, the most usable group chat there is on planet Earth. However, even with all these compelling reasons, Marshall says it's highly unlikely that Musk is, in fact, the Antichrist. I think at this point, it's safe to say that Elon Musk is most likely not the Antichrist. Yes, you heard me correctly, even though I made some good points for him being the Antichrist. He's not the Antichrist. And why is that? Well, if you read the prophet Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and then you read the book of Revelation, and you read what St. Paul says about the man of sin, you realize that the Antichrist is going to be chiefly political and religious. And so far, we haven't seen Elon Musk hold political office or assume political power. He hasn't run for president or become president or crowned himself king. He hasn't taken up any religious message. Revelation 13 says that all who dwell on earth will worship the beast. And some Christians see signs of a one-world religion being established by leading religious figures such as Pope Francis. One particularly interesting event has been the Abraham Accord Summit, 
But first, I wanted to talk about the Abraham Accords Global Leadership Summit that just took place in Rome, of course, of all places. And again, it's more of this uniting of the religions, the Abrahamic religions, as well as all religions and all governments in this unity of peace that the Bible tells us will ultimately be ran by the Antichrist and will just be a one world control system because we're seeing this being set up right now as we speak. So we're seeing this on a governmental level with the Abrahamic Accords Summit that just took place again in Rome, which I think is a high likelihood that they are Mystery Babylon. But we're also seeing what's happening in Abu Dhabi with the Abrahamic family religions coming together at the Abrahamic family house center, which is almost complete. And you see this Antichrist going into the holy place, putting up an idol of himself to establish one world religion, calling the whole world to worship him. You know that the coming of Christ is near. There has also been a lot of talk recently about a new set of Ten Commandments being created and revealed on Mount Sinai. First, watch this ceremony of Yosef Abramovich, an Israeli-American environmentalist, smashing these tablets of a representation of the Ten Commandments. We take these green commandments, we look down to Sharm el-Sheikh, and we're not satisfied. The new Ten Commandments that were created were about climate change, which is an extremely strong candidate for the new world religion. Listen to these chilling words from Klaus Schwab about the Great Reset. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action, I see the need for a Great Reset. And here's a list of the new Ten Commandments they created. And these, the Ten Principles for Climate Repentance, as cited by the organizers, are one, we are stewards of this world, two, creation manifests divinity, three, everything in life is interconnected, four, do no harm, five, look after tomorrow, six, rise above ego for our world, seven, change our inner climate, eight, repent and return, nine, every action matters, and ten, use mind, open heart. Needless to say, it's absolutely blasphemous to even suggest replacing the Ten Commandments decreed by God with man-made commandments, especially these fake Ten Commandments related to climate change. There's a Reddit thread about Mr. Beast being the Antichrist. This YouTuber seems to be a humble fellow, yet inside he is a ravenous wolf. This guy will be a billionaire in the next two years. His stunts will start to get bigger and more expensive. He will make fire come down from heaven with some technology. And people will wonder after the beast. He is not the beast from the sea. He is the beast from the land. He will be vice president of the USA in 2030. People will love him because he helps homeless people, which is a red herring that distracts people from who he really is. Even his name, Mr. Beast, he looks like a lamb, gentle and humble. He is like Jesus Christ, mark my words. To be honest, this theory makes me laugh. What do you think? Many, perhaps most, Christians believe in an end times event called the rapture. We call it the rapture, and that's because of verse 17. The verb, caught up, caught up, arpazo. It means to snatch up, to seize, and carry off by force. It is 
the sudden swoop of an irresistible force that pulls you away. So it is a violent snatching away. The term rapture is simply a word to describe the snatching away. And that is exactly what verse 17 is saying. There will be a time when believers are snatched up by a sudden, divine, irresistible force. That's what this text is about. It is about that event. Now let me let you know, this is not when Christ comes back to earth. This is not that event when He comes and His feet touch the Mount of Olives and He turns the desert into a garden and He destroys the nations and He establishes His millennial reign. This is not that. This is not Christ coming to earth because it clearly says He comes and meets them in the air. We know this is also not judgment because there's no judgment here. There's no judgment in this event. Whatever this event is, it is strictly a snatching away of believers into the air to meet the Lord. What do you think? Do you think there will be a rapture? Some Christians believe the book of Revelation is not meant for Christians to try and match up current events with the sequence of events in Revelation, but rather the focus should be on its relevance to Christians in every age, not primarily to Christians living in the age right before Jesus' second coming. Then there is the idealist approach, which interprets Revelation as a book of principles that contrasts the victorious Christ and his people with the defeated Satan and his underlings. The apocalypse is not a history of events that have occurred in the past or prophecy of events that will happen in the future necessarily. It is a book that fills God's people with comfort and motivation to endure to the end. Idealists stress the principle in the book, the principles in the book rather, so that its message is applicable to Christians of all generations. What do you think? Do you think a lot of Christians are missing the main point of the book of Revelation? Some Christians believe that many of the prophecies that people think will occur in the future have actually already occurred and been fulfilled in the past. I would say the Olivet Discourse is not, uh, in terms of the Great Tribulation promise, um, in our future. Uh, it was pertaining to them. Again, Jesus mm -hmm. said it to them. He wraps up that discourse about the Great Tribulation saying, all these things will be upon this generation, the near demonstrative, that generation. That's how they obviously saw it and interpreted it. You can see that throughout uh, church history. Um, but that's essentially preterism, past in fulfillment. Um, we still have many promises. This is important. We still have many, many, many promises that are uh, both present and future to us. There's, we're still waiting for that climax. There's, there's still much more to do and to come. Uh, but in rela relation to those, like the Olivet Discourse, the Great Tribulation, that's past. It's not a futurist mm -hmm. perspective. In other words, it's coming uh, maybe any day now or in, in the future. It's past in fulfillment. Um, and so that's essentially preterism, uh, the preterist perspective. Yeah. And there's giants of the faith in, in Christian history that, were, that are preterists. Um, uh, many, many, many giants of the faith who are preterists in their understanding of some of these passages. Well, what do you think? Do you think some of the things Christians think will happen in the future have already been fulfilled in the past? Obviously, this is just a very brief sampling of the many, 
many end-times theories and positions out there in the Christian world. I believe this is an issue that should not divide Christians, but it is also an issue that is worth discussing and debating because it is certainly important. So here's the final question. What do you think about all these theories? What do you believe about end times? Thank you so much for watching until the end. If you'd like this video, hitting the subscribe button helps this channel reach more people with the truth. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement.